Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. excited today to have Karen Bimmes back on the podcast. Um, and the reason that I invited her back this time is because she is a personality expert. And um, I've been thinking a lot about the idea of accountability uh, for my own self. Um, I recently hired a in-person assistant to come sit in my office physically with me to help me. And if you don't know this or not, I have ADHD. And so like, I've I've kind of figured out that like having this physical person present in my office is a huge deal because it presents a physical source of accountability to me, not just a mental or like whatever source of accountability. And that got me thinking about, you know, just us as bloggers, you know, like, again, we kind of are in this weird wild west of online business territory. And I think that sometimes it can feel a little bit lonely, especially like after last year. Um, But uh, it can feel a little bit lonely. And I think that there are times when we may step into the idea of potentially having like an accountability partner, an accountability group, a mastermind group, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, I host my own mastermind groups as a form of group coaching and things like that, as well as having, you know, coaching clients. And I just think it's interesting to see how different people over the years have responded to that concept of accountability. And I'm, I wanted to kind of pick Karen's brain about how does personality play into how well different kinds of and forms of accountability work for you and what might work best based on your personality type. So Karen, do you want to introduce yourself again? <laughs> like you said, I'm Karen Bemis. I am a, I call myself a personality coach. I'm, I'm a certified DISC personality consultant. Um, But I like the term personality coach because I think no matter how good we are at what we do, we can be better. And I base that when I talk to people on their personality type. So, um, and I, I have, I, I have a belief that there is no such thing as a bad personality type. They're all great. They're not all great for everything but they're all great in their own way. So I think that helps me because I don't look at a certain personality type and think I need to fix it. Gotcha. Like it. Okay. So I wanted you to just kind of quickly at this very beginning, kind of cover the four main disc personalities. It's called disc for a reason. There's D I S and C. Those are the four main personality types that we use. Um, Many, many combinations with that, but The four main types are the D type, which is driven. They're decisive doers who are outgoing. They're task driven, but they're not detail oriented. They're in a hurry to get things done. Life is a, you know, life is a checklist for those people. It's like, 
did that. What's next? Did that. What's next? And then you've got the I personality type. We call them the inspired type. They're interested, they're engaged, and they're outgoing, but they have a people orientation as opposed to a task orientation. They're also detail challenged and they like to make life fun and they like to make work fun. Fun is, you know, they just want everything to be fun and they want everybody to get along and have a good time. The S personality, I call that the sweet or security seeking personality. They like stability. They want people to be kind. They're more reserved, but still people oriented like the eyes. Um, and they love they just love to support other people, sometimes to a fault, uh, but that is what they just want to help people. And then there's the C type, which we call the cautious type, and they are very calculating and correct. And I use calculating in a very positive way. They're always thinking. They're always asking the questions. They are the detail people. They could live in the details. They can live in the data. Um, they are more reserved and task-oriented. Um, and one of their struggles is they can, they always think that they can make something better. So they struggle to let projects and things go. Like if they were writing a blog post in our, in our world, but it's not perfect yet, but it's not perfect yet. And so they would struggle to let it go if they didn't think that it was perfect. Gotcha. All right. So in that kind of having that overview, tell me how, how would a high D person really best thrive with the concept or use of accountability? Well, and it's interesting that you use the high D because high D is going to be somebody who's going to challenge whatever you say. And there's such a range of, of the D personality. There's such a range of all of them, to be perfectly honest. So is but, high the wrong word to use for that? Just Would it just be a D person? It would just be a D person. Like a high D person is somebody who would be extremely driven. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Where, you know, um, I mean, I know what your personality type is and I think your D is fairly high. So I think you're fair, you're, you know, you're pretty, pretty driven. I have the D and my personality type too. I have it, but not at the level you do. Mm -hmm. But there are instances where I, my D is probably higher than yours, mm -hmm. you know, when we're defending different things. But, but that all being said, um, the high, the D person, they actually, a lot of them will seek the accountability. They love the accountability because they like the challenge of it as long as they're in control of it. They want, they want a measure of control. And sometimes they want a bigger measure of control than others, depending on how high the D is. So you can give them a challenge, but if you tell them how they have to meet that challenge, they're just going to get rebellious and go, ah, I'm going to do it my own way. Okay. You know? I'm glad that you said that <laughs> <laughs> because it explains so many things. <laughs> and so, um, we have just figured out that I am an ID at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you said that just now, it makes me laugh because I know earlier you were talking about the eyes like to be fun, which we'll get to them in a second. But as far as like that D side of me goes, that's very interesting because I, and he's probably listening to this episode right now, but I have a friend um, 
<laughs> who I've been helping with doing blog stuff. And in exchange, he's been helping me with fitness stuff. And this was all going on right before the pandemic. And I can remember being very excited about having his accountability and his help because I had been in his fitness class all year, but now he was like taking it a step for, further and he was giving me these things to do in the morning. And at first it was great. Like I was like, I love this. This is great. I don't have to think about this. Like he's giving me everything. And then over time it shifted. <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, and so I started like kind of giving some pushback, like I don't really like that particular thing that much, you know? And so he was great because he would kind of like work with me, you know, on that. And he'd be more flexible with it. Cause I would just be like, I cannot sit on the rower for 35 minutes, <laughs> you know, or I would be like, I'm bored to death. I cannot do this activity for that long. And so he'd mix it up for me, which is great. But I remember like feeling like excited about the accountability, but at some point being like, I don't, like, I want to be able to have more input about the activities that I'm actually doing because I don't enjoy some of these activities, you know, like, so anyway, I just think that's fascinating. So, okay. Well, and that's, that's actually your combination right there mm-hmm. because eyes get bored easy. We need variety. You know, that's, that is a need for an eye routine, unless it makes a lot of sense and you can switch it up now and then you just quit. You just stop mm-hmm. because yeah. you're like, I'm bored. what's next so but you know the thing is if if he had said you know like if he had given you a list of say okay these are 10 different things you could do every morning you have to do you know pick i don't know pick three to do for 10 minutes so you do 30 minutes of cardio or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and said i don't care which three you do but you do three every morning and and that's going to get you your cardio you'd probably been all over it yeah and so um, I always say if if a D knows what they're working toward, just let them go because they're going to go wild. They're, they're going to go what you know, they're going to finish it and go. What what else you got? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got it. So unless there's a whole bunch of details to it. So like if let's say it was weightlifting. Yes. A and, great he's got, Karen. and he's got like 15 different things you're <laughs> supposed to be thinking of while yes. you're doing a squat. You're like, too many details. Yes. Can't we make this easy? Can't we make this faster and And easier? I find that a lot um, because I started taking a, like I started going to like a weight training gym. Um, Basically it was like a CrossFit style environment or whatever. And in previous times when I've done this, the previous coach that I had, we would only be doing stuff for like 10 minutes. Like it was very fast paced, which is like ideal for me. Mm-hmm. But then Absolutely. in the new environment, I really struggled because like it was slower. And like, every time I would go to do a movement, you know, like I've got the coach standing there telling me four movements I need to do for the one movement I need to make with the bar. And I'm like, my brain's like, oh, <laughs> the whole time. So I can see that hundred percent. I literally have written down here in my notes, they need someone to walk them through the process, but not in, in a lot of detail. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need to know which muscles are working. Right. Just tell me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. So I don't hurt myself and then let me go. So that that's a very D that's a very D quality, you know, give me the list, let me go. And there we go. Um, and you want to check it off so you can move forward. That's just the, that's just how a D thinks. And then you moving into the I personality, which is also a very outgoing um, 
personality, when it comes to accountability, the camaraderie is, is huge for them. You know, they, they love being a part of a group, uh, especially if the group is fun and engaged, then you're like, this is the best thing ever. Right. Um, and I say we, cause I, I have that eye in my, my makeup as well. And with the right circumstances, they actually get so much more done. Mm-hmm. Which sounds counterintuitive to someone who's very task oriented, that you can be around people, you can have music playing, you can be talking and you're still getting your work done. I know that is almost foreign to other people, but, you know, again, as somebody who's got that eye in my makeup, there are times where I have to write a blog post. I put on music and not instrumental music. It's music that I can sing. I'm literally singing along while Mm -hmm. I'm typing. And my husband, who is very task-oriented, looks at me and goes, I don't know how you do that. I'm like, I have to. I got, it's my only way to shut out the world and my Uh own thoughts so I can kind of focus on, on that one thing. But in that accountability where you just kind of give the, the D a lot of direct, you know, you give them some direction and off they go. The I, we will go off on this tangent and we'll go off on this tangent. We need little bite-sized, we need Mm -hmm. bite-sized stuff where like, okay, you know, in your masterminds, you have quarterly goals. Yeah. That is too much for an I to even consider. We're lucky that we can, we can get a month out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is why, you know, the weekly goals within the within right. that structure are also are also very helpful. The other thing yeah. is a lot of times, you know, as you well know, I mean, you you've done these for so long, you get halfway through the mastermind and the focus changes. Yeah. Then all those little bite-sized pieces have to change for the eye personality right. as well. And they need those check-ins and you know, I always say it, there are weeks that if I didn't have a check-in, I wouldn't do anything. Right. Um, so, you know, and sometimes the I personality can really use, in addition to like a mastermind like we do, um, accountability partners, particularly with somebody who's task-oriented, mm-hmm. is a really good thing. Let's keep them on task. Well, not only, you just get inspired by that. You know, you watch somebody who can be very methodical in the way they go through something. Um, I I have one of those, you know, as you well know, Nikki Hibbets is one of my accountability partners and she is very task oriented. Mm -hmm. And I'm fascinated with the way she works her way. She does a lot of tutorial blog posts and it just blows my mind what she thinks about. Yeah. But I'm like, I I, I wouldn't even think of that. You know, it happens to me too. Like if I, um, like I'll go and hang out with my friend Rosemary, uh, from the busy budgeter and like she, her brain works that way. Like she'll pull out, you know, graph paper. And all of a sudden, like, she's got this huge plan on paper in like 30 seconds. It's all tasks, like completely organized and all planned out. And you're like, wow, you're, you've made that plan so fast. And so instantly, you know, but it's like, always really fascinating to see that play out yeah yeah I do find that very interesting and inspiring to see yeah it's it's and when you can work with somebody like that and you're not task oriented then you can kind of pull them along into the people side Mm -hmm. which they'll they'll find fascinating as well yeah because you understand people in a way they just they don't get it you know well and what's interesting too is like even though I'm an I and a D 
I guess the D is task oriented though. Like that D comes into play as a coach because I'm able to see the big picture of what they're going for, but then take that and make it into tasks that get them to that actual final product. So even though I am always intrigued, like I think it's just interesting to see how different people organize information in a way that's different from the way that your brain organizes information. So absolutely. Well, and you know, where you are on the D, you know, we have a, a, a circular um, graph that we use and even your D, I mean, where it shows up, you're close to your eye, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so close to that eye. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of flex there where there's mm-hmm. somebody who's more on the D C side, they're going to flex to task and details where you're yeah. flexing from task to people, people. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a really interesting, I, I, I'm with you. I'm fascinated by it all and how yeah. everybody's brain works just a little differently. And when we can see that, when we can see the the blessing in that, mm-hmm. you know, or the, the genius and, and everybody, yeah. it, it's so cool. You learn so much that way, but then, you know, moving on to the S so we can get through all these, um, <laughs> you know, that the S person, they love to support other people. So their focus is really on that. Those are the bloggers who just, they want to help people. They want to help them do this, or they want to, you know, whether it's, you know, a DIY blog that they want to help them make their house look better, their home look better, or a craft blog where they want to help them, you know, make fun, make, make crafts for, you know, people for gifts or whatever, you know, they're there to support other people. So when they're focused on that, that's when they're more likely to follow through. When they can keep that as their focus, problem for an S is that if they fail to do that, if they fail to live up to that expectation, they can beat themselves yeah. to death mo- mentally and emotionally. Right. They're so hard on themselves yeah. because they're like, oh, I failed to do this again. Yeah. Not that I have any of that. Right. Uh, <laughs> You know, but, but the thing is, you know, so I say like where they have the slower pace, the D and the I are faster pace. The, the S is a slower pace. Um, the D loves a challenge. Like, like you can say to a, a D person, so can you get three po- blog posts done this week? And they're like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, watch me. watch me. You say, I'd like you to do three blog posts to an S and they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> oh, it, it, it will be where the D is going to go challenge accepted. Yeah. As it's going to go, how am I going to do all that <laughs> and take care of all everything, all these right. other people I have to take care of. Right. So their pace may end up being a little slower. Most of the time that doesn't bother them. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Do much That's of anything. That's what I found in my mastermind groups is often my S people like, you know, like where I'll be over here with this person being like, you know, a double dog dare you to do this for these people, you know, I'll say like, whatever. And they're like, uh, and then I will say, you know, okay, well, you know, what's your, like, (laughs) what pace do you want to take this on, (laughs) you know, or whatever, because I want them to be successful at what they're doing. So yeah, I can see that a hundred percent where people would run into that with an S personality. Well, and we've talked, we've talked with, you know, well, and and the C personality has that as well. They have mm-hmm. they have that slower pace as well. And you know, 
these are these are the true detail people. So when you're like advertising for a for a position, you're like needs to be detail oriented. You really want them to have a C somewhere in their in their yeah. mix, you know. Unfortunately, there are those of us who who lack a lot of that. That to get into industries, you got to get into those positions where they want detail orientation, mm-hmm. and we try to fit in that mold, and it just doesn't. It most of the time just does not end well. It's, it's, I feel like generally when I've been in positions like that anywhere, I just end up um, missing a lot of important things. Like, like I make uh, in their mind, I'm making careless mistakes, but in my mind, <laughs> yeah, have, exactly. I checked the box. <laughs> Well, I just I I just recently did a uh, did a corporate training with a group that had somebody with your personality type, and then they have somebody like almost opposite on the circle, which means as outgoing and fast paced as she is, this person is slower paced and very detail oriented, where where the other one's very action oriented, and I'm like, that's a big personality. And that person could overwhelm. The big personality was a woman and the, mm-hmm. the reserve person was a man. And so I'm like, she could overwhelm him because she's so fast paced. Yeah. And, and they laughed because they said, yes, he has actually told us he hates to have to switch gears quickly. Mm-hmm. Where like an ID or a DI is like, so right. what? You know, I I can switch gears. I'll go back to that later. That is such a struggle for somebody at the bottom of that curve. And I mean, you're married to a C, so you know that. I mean, quick, quick pace changes are not Mm -hmm. always, you know, that is very stressful. He's gotten better. Right. But they they can do it. But if they have to do it a lot, it's exhausting for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think kids, I think kids for all of us, it. Whatever we are before we have kids, if you have kids, you have to adjust it somehow. Mm-hmm. They they will make you. You know, kids are all over the place. So yeah, if you're a very task oriented, you know, can't change directions quickly, sometimes you just have to with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, where like if you're a person who never really had any kind of routine in your life, kids need it. So you gotta like all of a sudden you've got to like create yeah. some kind of routine. You know, that's just kind of how it works. But like the C people getting back to them, you know, they ask a lot of questions. They love the data. They love the answers. They can live there, you know. Um I mean I've been in some of your masterminds where you just know here comes okay here comes that person. And you just kind of settle in and go, all right, here we go. 20 questions. Here we go. You know, whatever they're doing, they're going to have a lot, a lot of questions, you know? Yes. Yes. And um, for them to have successful accountability, it has to be measurable. Mm. There has to be a measurable component, um, but they can live there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it stops them. And, you know, I've seen you do that, where it's people who are like, they're looking at their analytics like five times a day and yeah. they're just fretting over it. And you're like, OK, you are only allowed to look at your analytics once a week. <laughs> <laughs> and Usually you know, people only get once a month. <laughs> well, I, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's like it's like, look, I know you need to measure it, but don't 
don't measure it an hour after you put a blog post out because there's not going to be anything to measure yet. You know, so that's the other thing for them is if you can say, look, you're going to put a blog post out there and unless it goes viral, which is like one out of, you know, Mm-hmm. 50 million blog posts goes viral, right? Quickly. What you're going to end up with is a situation where it's like, that's like, you've, you've told all of us, you know, it needs a few months to get traction. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Write your Chris, you know, write your holiday posts in August and September so right. that they're starting to hit their stride when we get into the season kind of thing. And that'll make more sense to that task person than anybody. It took me as, as a people person, it took me a long time to wrap my head around what you want me to write about Christmas in August. What? You know, I, cause I get annoyed. I get annoyed at the stores. I'm like, right, seriously, you know, we're, we're looking at Christmas and it's, we haven't even had Halloween no, yet. Hobby Lobby yeah. currently has Christmas and it is, it's May. Yeah. Stop <laughs> you know, that's I'm like, stop. It just I don't got even know what through to... Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we're just past that. I think you have a very good, at least having been in masterminds, I think you have a pretty good handle on that. That you know, you're good at helping those very task-oriented people realize that if they're not seeing those immediate results, that they're not failing. Right. You know, and, you know, particularly, you know, we're we're recording this as we're hopefully coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this past year, particularly for travel bloggers, has been abysmal. I mean, yeah. it is just they're like hanging on by their fingernails right mm-hmm. now, you know, just and yet now that people are starting to think about traveling again, yeah. they're all seeing an upswing, you know, right. and I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen that personally with you. So, you know, that hang on, it's coming. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. last year, and I just said, hey, like, when it's over, you know, and people start their actions start getting back into travel, I was like, you may not be able to handle, you know, like the return of people like searching and all that kind of stuff. I was like, because, you know, if people have been locked down this long, it's going to be a big deal when they come out of it, you know, or whatever. And not everybody can always see that. I don't know if that's just part of my wiring, but like, I can see I'm more future oriented a lot of the time than I am, you know, which is why I like the goal setting and all that. But well, and those deep, those deeply detail oriented people, they do struggle to see mm-hmm. the, the big picture. And so that's, that's another way that that kind of accountability can help them, you know, is if they have somebody who's on that, you know, other side of the circle kind of thing that they can pull them and say, here's the big picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it's really fascinating to kind of see like how accountability situations work for people. Like just me talking about mine at the very beginning. I'm hoping that you guys will think about like situations that you've been in in the past. Like if you've hired a life coach, if you've hired a trainer, if you've hired, you know, a professional coach, like whatever you've hired in your life, if you've got friends, like if you've done, you know, I know people who do like spiritual accountability partners. I've known people that have done diet accountability partners, like whatever it may be. Um, I think it's kind of important to kind of understand how your personality operates in that so that, <laughs> you know, and knowing the things that you know about yourself, you don't get into situations with your accountability helper or whatever that you have established where you feel frustration. You know, you get like me, like you get to where 
you're bored or, you know, um, you're overwhelmed or whatever it may be through this process of really trying to help yourself make progress. Uh, so I just think it's kind of cool to be able to see like how each person is best going to operate in those scenarios. And hopefully you guys have, you know, by listening to this, been able to kind of like see yourself in some of these things that she's described and better understand the way that you will be able to function in doing things that are supposed to help you kind of move the ball forward. Karen has been a longtime member of the Mentored Mastermind groups. And do you want to share like what is your personality combo and how does accountability seem to help you? Well, as, as I said before, I have the I, but I also have the S and I have D, which means that um, in layman's terms, I'm a lot. <laughs> I have a big personality. I'm aware of that. Um, I'm double people oriented. My C trait is very, very low. Um, and I always say God in his infinite wisdom and humor helped me marry and give birth to three people who, you know, married to one birthing three who are all on the task side. So, um, you know, I've, I've gotten an appreciation for that where there was a time in my life. I thought, God, you guys are so boring. You never want to do anything, Mm -hmm. but their, their fun is different than my fun. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to appreciate their fun and they've learned to, if not appreciate, tolerate my fun. I, I tell them that you have to tolerate me for a little while. Accountability helps me in several ways. First, as you well know, as my coach, I often miss the details. Um, I will horrify a few bloggers by saying, I was literally that person who did not know that you were supposed to put the pin in the post, not just on (laughs) Pinterest. And I did it for months before I realized I didn't know. So, um, yeah, you know. And I, which is also why I tell people all the time that I talk to that have been in your masterminds or are going to be in your masterminds. I'm like, and if she ever gives you a checklist, you're welcome. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I would, we call, I call it the look and, and Kim will look at me and go, do you need a checklist? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. You know, so, it, cause it's very helpful for me. For me, I love the connection of the masterminds. I love that I know probably 90 to 95% of the people in our community Mm -hmm. in some capacity. I love to be their cheerleader. And when I can connect with them in that way, it, it just, it fills me up in a way being with people like that. Third, I have like four things. Third, (laughs) I learn things. I learned so many things from accountability, from the masterminds, from my accountability partners. I have several levels of accountability. And like in the masterminds, sometimes you'll say something to somebody else that you've said to me, but you say it in a way that's just different enough that I get it on a different Mm -hmm. level all of a sudden. It's like, oh, wait, oh, you know, you're like, oh, now I get it even more. Now I know why she said that. And that makes it even more, you know, even clearer. Um, I'm trying to think of what it was. I think it was um, keywording. I I struggled with that so bad in the beginning. And you said something to somebody else about keywords. And I was like, oh, (laughs) now I get why I need to keyword it this way as opposed to the way I was doing it. So the other thing is our businesses are also different. We all have different resources. Mm -hmm. And I have learned about some really cool things from other people. Some just 
it was fun to look at and others have like become a part of, you know, what I do and how I do it. And then, you know, finally, it's just fun and it's informative and it's productive and sometimes lucrative to geek out with people who get you, you know, there are so many, there's so many stories about women entrepreneurs and and being cruel and mean to each other. And that is not what this ever is. It is just this really cool community of people who come together, who support each other. It's why I love the retreats because we do that on a different level at the retreats, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so much fun to hang with people. We all want to be profitable. We all want to have these really successful businesses, but we all want to do it in a really ethical and community and supportive way. Yeah. Yeah. And you foster that. And I really, I appreciate that about you very, very much that you're like, you just don't, you don't allow it to go there, you know, to get ugly. And, um, and fortunately I, I think you almost repel people like that. (laughs) It hasn't really, it hasn't really been a problem. When you find it, when you find the one, you know, when you find your community, there's just nothing like it. I mean, yeah. you just know you fit, you belong, you're there for yeah. a reason. And it's, yeah. it's, it's great. It's, it's also interesting. Like when you were saying all that, I was picturing in my head that, um, monsters university movie. I don't know if, if mm-hmm. I've seen it. it, but my favorite character is art. He's the like purple one. Anyway, he's, so he rolls up in the first episode, like the first little intro scene when they're in the house and he's like, Hello, I'm Art, and I want to laugh with you and cry with you. <laughs> like all this stuff. So when you're saying that, that's what I was thinking about because it's really fascinating to see, like, as you know, because these groups are six months long, which is a that's a commitment of time. But you know, and I used to do them for like 12 weeks until I realized, like, you can't you can't fully dig into this this person's business in 12 weeks. Like it's, it's a whole process. Cause just, we talked about earlier, a lot of stuff that you do takes time, you know, and when you're implementing those things and you see them work out, but when you're in that group environment and you get comfortable with those people in the way that you're describing, it goes beyond just like, okay, business, let's talk business every time, because the way that blogging works for, especially, I would just say for women, I don't know if it's always this way for men at all, but like, I know for women, like, especially many of us who start this journey, um, either working a full-time career or, you know, being a full-on homeschool mom or being a full-on caretaker or being a full-on empty net, whatever you are, you have all these other responsibilities that pull you in other directions from this thing that you're very, very passionate about. And I feel like the groups provide this safe place too for people to even like, I mean, we have people cry during the meetings, just like talking about what's going on in life or whatever. And we all have empathy because we understand like how these real authentic roadblocks can come into people's lives and just giving them a safe place, even if it's just for that week with something terrible happened to like talk about it and get it out. It doesn't really detract. It only makes the group stronger. So that's the other thing I really love about good, you know, good accountability groups is like when you invest in a group of people for a long period of time, you know, you get the opportunity to really, really get to know them. And another thing that you said that I think is really important, even in my own journey of accountability, this concept of accountability and like mastermind groups and things like that is that with my first mastermind group, like 
we were all baby bloggers when we started and we had that concept of, you know, rising tides, raise all ships. That was what we said. And so when we would get, when we would get opportunities, like we would celebrate each other's opportunities, but it also like inadvertently created opportunities for us. So like I was in a group of one girl who had connections with Dave Ramsey. And so I got to do something like really cool stuff with Dave Ramsey because of that connection with a girl in my mastermind group when we weren't even in a mastermind group anymore, you know, and like, even now, like there's been plenty of opportunities. Like I was able to publish a book. So I've had friends that were in mastermind groups with me that I've been able to connect with agents or publishers or whatever from that experience. And so you just never know what the relationships that you start now will lead to in the future as far as networking goes. So today I really wanted to dig into this whole thing about accountability and Question for you, Karen, which personality types do you think really can best fit from coaching or formal kinds of accountability in your mind? The truth of that is, I think they all do. I think anybody who doesn't have accountability, you're going to go off in a direction at some point that if you were in an accountability group, somebody would stop you, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, or you and just take sabbaticals a lot. Well, I, I, I think if you look at it in every successful organization out there, even the top people are accountable to somebody else. The mm -hmm. CEO is accountable to the board of directors or to the stockholders or, you know, somebody. Good companies build in accountability. So why wouldn't you do that? Yes, blogging is kind of solitary, but why wouldn't you build that in there? And, you know, just something that that you mentioned before is you start building this trust in, in people other than yourself, which for some people, that's a really hard thing. Everybody I know that's successful in the online space, they all have coaches or they all have masterminds or they all have mentors or accountability partners. And, yeah. you know, even the, you know, Pat Flynn's of the world, you know, he's still right. doing masterminds. And as far as I know, he's still hiring coaches. They just hire more expensive coaches mm -hmm. because he can afford to, you know, yeah. The other thing, and, and this is, I think, a really important thing is when you're doing your own business, I, and I was thinking about that when you were talking about your business and having somebody who comes in now, it really tethered you in a way you've never been tethered before. That you're like, okay, now I have to stick, he stick here. Mm -hmm. I got to make sure that I follow through on this and I follow through on mm -hmm. that. And I think sometimes we get so, we're so close to our business. You know, it's our little baby and we want to protect it and we don't want anything to hurt it or harm it. But then you get so, you can't see the forest for the trees. And so then somebody comes along and they're like, well, why don't you just do that? And you're like, oh, I never thought of that, yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden you're like, shoom, you're off in that direction. And, and things just explode in a way that you never thought they would. I mean, that's literally how I got to this point is we were talking about personalities and I said something about being certified and you're like, wait, what? Talk, tell me about this. <laughs> so I did. And you're like, do one, you know, and we did the assessment and you're like, okay, you're not, you, no, you're, you need to switch, you know? And I was like, well, yeah, I never would have, I never would have thought to pivot to that. And now I'm pivoting to that and I love it. I could do this every day, all day. I mean, I, I, I you have a podcast now too, right? I do have a podcast. What's your podcast called? It's moving toward better. But yeah, it was just, I have, I have gotten so many opportunities to grow my business 
from being with accountability partners whose businesses are nothing like mine, you know, and that's, that's the cool part of it for me is that, you know, as I said, with Nikki being my accountability partner, she's got a sewing blog Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with personalities. You know, somebody else in our, in our group, Andrea, she's a DIY blogger. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're all doing very different things and, and joy, joy does children's crafts. So, you know, we are all over the place. And so we don't compete. We're very different. And that it's beautiful because, you know, I can go there and go, okay, I'm so frustrated about this thing. And they ask me questions being outside of my realm that I would never even think of. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Karen, so much for just giving us insight into this concept. It's really enlightening, even for me. Like, I just really geek out about this stuff. I I just really enjoy talking to you about these things and um, interviewing about these things uh, because, you know, it just it just puts a lot of the pieces of the life puzzle together in a lot of ways, um, especially with this concept of accountability and how important I think that it is in building a blog-based business, like building in some sort of accountability. And on the, on a last note of this, I would say that you have to remember that in different seasons of your blog, like when you have um, external forms of accountability, whether it's an accountability partner, whether you are in a free group that you've built yourself, you're paying and to be in a mastermind group in all of these scenarios, you have to remember that, you know, there's kind of certain seasons, especially with external people where you do reach a point where, you know, you've, you've kind of gone as far as you can go with that person. And it's time for you to look to new groups or like new accountability partners, because, you know, um, a lot of times in like peer to peer situations, you know, you've got people who have life stuff hit the fan at some point where the other groups didn't have that. And so you, I mean, the other group members didn't have that. So those members kind of grow and that person may stay where they're at for a little while. And now you, you know, now that you've grown, you may need to find new help. That's either, you know, where you're at or above you so that you can keep moving forward. Um, and it was really interesting because when I spoke at FinCon for the first time, I ran into Pat Flynn in the lobby and he, you know, we were talking and he asked me, you know, what are you going to be speaking about? And uh, I told him and he was geeking out about it because FinCon was like the first thing he'd ever spoken at too. So he was trying to give me tips. And I told him, well, we're talking about mastermind groups. And he said, you know, he's like, one thing that I would say you know, about mastermind groups from my experience is he's like six months to, you know, six months is around the lifeline of a strong mastermind group. He's like, because in six months time, you know, six months to a year, he's like, but six months, he's like, people start to grow and change and things like that. So like watching that sort of unfold over the years as I did the coaching, I was like, he's absolutely right. And so like, I can take a whole group for six months, but then I have to shake things up. So even if I have five people come back, they may not end up in the same mastermind group because there may be people, you know, that are coming in that I think are going to be a better opportunity for them to grow or diversify or learn something from, whereas the other group also needs to be with other people. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm putting them with people that aren't, (laughs) aren't bigger or better. It just means, you know, they're just going to give them different like information or different networks. So it's just fascinating to see all these things play out. And anytime I tell people like that are thinking about creating a mastermind group, I say like, when you go in, when you're discussing how this group is going to go, because I have NDAs that everybody signs, like non-disclosure agreements that everybody can feel comfortable. And then, you know, I tell people, have everyone sign an NDA. But I say, 
you need to put a timeline on this and you need to say, we're all committing to this length of time. And this length of time is over. We're going to pause and consider whether we should go forward. And I think that by establishing that upfront, it doesn't make people have to awkwardly drag out a group that's not working, if that makes sense. And what's been really nice, because I've been doing, I don't even know how many years it's been. I've been doing masterminds now, three, four with COVID, I just lost a year, so I have no idea. But in all that time, like it's interesting now because I can see now when things like I like I can recognize that anybody's saying anything to me when something's not working and I move things. Like I will move people out of a group and into a different group and be like, hey, this is a better place for you. You know, when I can see that something's not jiving correctly. And that's just something that I think you learn over time through practice and things like that. But thank you, Karen, so much for your time. I really hope that, you know, the action for you guys is to number one, consider getting some accountability and understanding how your personality is going to interact with that. I would love, love, love for you to apply to be a part of my mentored mastermind groups. They are going to be starting in July, around July 7th, I think like that week of July 4th. Um, And All you have to do is apply uh, and then I'll be sending out a questionnaire that's gonna ask you like, you know, what times of the day or night work for you? And you just fill out the survey as to what works for you. And then I take everybody's information and I like magically weave it together to like form these groups of people who end up getting a time of day to meet every week. We meet every week, we check in, we set 12 week goals at a time, um, but we meet for six months. And I would love for you guys to come be a part of that for one of the rounds of this for the rest of the year. So that is gonna be closing this go round around June uh, 15th, I think is when I'll be closing the application process because I've got to process them and then match all the groups and all that before July. Um, and if you're like, I don't know, I would encourage you to at least put your name like on the wait list afterward so that for the new year, you'll be ready to be in a group when that comes back around. So thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. It was and where can people fun. find you, Karen? You've got your Moving Towards Better podcast they can subscribe to and... KEBamis.com. That's K as in Karen, E is in Edmonton, which is my middle name, um, and Bemis, B as in boy, E, M as in Mary, M as in Mary, E, S as in Sam.com. All right. Awesome. So you guys will find links in the description. I hope that you'll check it out. And whatever you do, just keep vlogging.